listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 49. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My co-host and sparring partner is Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Oh, my gosh. I know you're, you're, I'm, you're not feeling too hot. Oh, man. Stupid cold, man. What is, what, is up? what is the deal with that? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But the show must go on. So if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Pick up something awesome like uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels or Ready Player One. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. If you go to n64josh.com slash OPC, you automatically save $10 at checkout. And I just wrote a book called Another Castle. And you can get it. In uh, as an ebook or as an audio book or as both by going to n64josh.com slash another castle. And if you've already picked it up, thank you so much. This has kind of been the launch week. It's kind of exciting. So, uh, yeah, so far the feedback's been pretty good and uh, appreciate everybody that has uh, that has picked it up. So thank you for that. Again, that's n64josh.com slash another can another cancel <laughs> another castle. See, my head is just not not even. Swimming. Yeah, I'm not here today. I'm medicated, but we're gonna we're gonna jump to our announcements. Here we go. All right, we got some uh, SBC tournament results. Am I seeing that right there? Yeah. Yeah. Break it down. So we had our kind of first big bigger tournament that we've tried to put on and uh, uh i meant to put a link here I'll, i will get that in here before the show notes go live but you can check out the bracket that we have up on challenge and uh take a look but we had uh danderson um which i don't know if he originally was from beyond the metagame or if he was in in originally from our discord but uh he's he's present in our discord if you want to sh- give him a shout out in there um but he he took it down with I think he used Falco all the way through, but he had some some really good combos going with Falco. But I think he he didn't drop anything. I think he he didn't lose a set. He stayed through in winners all the way through. Love it, love it, love it. It's really it was it was a blast to watch. Like we had such a good time, and uh, having the guys from Beyond the Metagame hang out with us was uh, it was cool. It was cool. Some pretty funny commentary from those guys. Just kind of you know flipping each other crap every now and again was, was, <laughs> was pretty good with the dainty kicks and everything else, you know? Yep. So, um, we have a call in show that we're doing on Mondays. It's seven 30 PM Pacific standard. We might move that to like five 30, uh, just to see if it's we're a little bit playing around with it. A little yeah. Bit. A little bit earlier so that, that more people can make it. Um, but that's live on twitch.tv slash N six, four Josh. And you gotta be in the, in the discord in order to get into the call. So that's, uh, that's happening and we've, we've been having a good time. It's been, it's been really good getting to, uh, um, getting to answer, answer questions live. I've, I've really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, if, oh, oh, go ahead. I just want to let you guys know if, if you guys come up with a question from when you listen to this show now or anytime throughout the week, um, I think we kind of try to reserve some space just in the discord channel that is titled, uh, under podcast, under SBC, uh, what is it SBC podcast is that what it's called but then also there's multiple different places you can have discussions but kind of try to leave it for the the questions there but then also if you guys want to ask questions on uh instagram on josh's uh instagram page using the hashtag uh hashtag s ask sbc mm-hmm. or as, as well on twitter we can uh that's an easy way for us to go find those when we're getting ready to do the the call-in shows yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This show we record live at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.tv slash n64josh. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, all the places where podcasts are found. Plus, you can watch it live on YouTube. Somebody in chat's like, whoa, the music, ca- those little, uh, those little, the, the, the bumpers between each segment actually have video to them as well. So if you want to check it out on YouTube, it's just youtube.com slash n64josh. It's also in the show notes at n64josh.com slash sbc 49 you can watch or listen there so with that uh we can jump on to uh to our tournament news all right take it away my friend yeah so we're i mean we were talking before the show i don't 
remember any giant standout kind of tournaments that happened this weekend. Um, we didn't really spend a lot of time going through smash.gg at all to look, but we do have um, a tweet here from Panda Global um, that put out kind of just a small little graphic that has eight different um, tournaments that are happening throughout the throughout the U.S. Uh, this weekend. Um, so I have a link to that in the show notes if you guys want to take a look or if you just want to look them up on uh, on Twitter. It's just uh, PG Stats. Um, and they have that on one of their tweets here from Friday, just with uh, eight different locations. It looks like two in two in Michigan, uh, Canada, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, another one in Canada, Maryland, Illinois, and what's this other one? It's blocked by their information, but uh, California. So yeah. So lots of different tournaments kind of taking place. So look, and I think it has uh, Twitch channels on there as well. So if you guys want to watch, um, they have times, Twitch channels, dates, and how many entrants are in. Looks like the biggest one is uh, in Maryland with 550 people. So should be good. And that will be on uh, VG Bootcamp, which I think a lot of people probably have that already bookmarked. So yeah, check those out over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I want to throw out, I should have put it in the announcements, is that, uh, guys, there, there are more articles going up on N64josh.com. And one of them that and I have a link to it at the bottom here with our uh, like smash resources. But I'm 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 compiling a post of all the best videos that I'm coming across. And so so far, I believe there's five five videos there. Uh, and I'm going to keep adding to it, but you can just go to n64josh.com slash smash videos. And, uh, that's the, that's the link. Like I said, under smash resources in the notes here, it's, uh, it's right there as well. So you can just click it and it'll take you right there, but really just want to find, you know, the best content possible for you guys to be able to improve, improve your game. Like, and, uh, and so far I found some, I found some stuff that's really helped me a lot of, uh, for Isa smash is the first, uh, is the first, um, the first four videos there and they're extremely <laughs> helpful. So make sure to check. I'm, I'm hope I'm hopeful that he's going to start getting into, uh, character videos here shortly as he's, well, like he did in smash Four. Yeah, I'm sure he will. One of the things he started doing recently, or I believe this week is just basically a, uh, like a live stream that he records and literally calls out what the opponent's doing the entire time and, and basically uh, shows his, how he's, you know, how he's getting his reads and, and what he's watching for. It's extremely helpful stuff. So that'll be the next one I get on that list for sure. But uh, we got our countdown to Genesis. All right. How many days we are, well, we will have played here in 14 days because I'm pretty sure we're going to probably have early pools in the morning, um, either doubles or or singles. I'm not sure which. I'm, I'm pr- pretty sure we're probably going to have doubles first. But uh, I know that Genesis is getting ready to put out, I think, a preliminary uh, kind of pool schedule that you can view here shortly on Smash.gg. So if you guys are registered for, for Genesis, uh, be sure to kind of keep your eyes out for that i do know that they extended one one day until tonight at midnight i'm assuming pacific time uh if you have not declared your doubles partner or any i'm not it's maybe just small minor changes that you can do you can't register anymore but you can make a few minor changes if you need to in your uh profile for the for the tournament up until tonight um but yeah, two, less than two weeks, and we're going to probably have something special coming to you guys. We won't have our normal regular show at this normal time on Friday, but we will find a way to get you guys some content here and some reaction and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, there'll be there'll be some live streams coming from our room, coming from the show floor. I'll have all kinds of cameras and stuff like we'll be we'll be doing a lot of documentation of the uh, of the entire event and, uh, you know, just kind of letting you guys live vicariously through us as, as much as possible, just so that uh, um, you can see what it's like and maybe prep to be able to go next year or go to one later on in the year. Um, the other one I'm going to try to go to is, uh, is smash con in, in August. So we'll, we'll see. 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I, yet, I think both of us have Streamlabs on our phone, so we can hopefully be each other's camera guy when when we're doing pool pools. Uh, hopefully, we have different pools, and we can uh, be able to be right there with with each other as we're going around and be be filming kind of over the shoulder, so you guys can kind of give you a look inside. Yeah, it'd be a good time. It'd be a good time. So, uh, with that, I think we're going to uh, go ahead and jump over to our our news here. All right, so we got a new weekly event. Shocker. So surprised. There's a new weekly event. Fire like Emblem Thursday, Fest. Thursday night into Friday, they they put something new out. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Fire Emblem Fest, part two. Uh, two legend, legend class spirits, two ace class spirits um, that will appear for a limited time. So you, you jumping in to this? You getting this? Uh, I, I hardly pull up the spirit board anymore, but... Yeah. Uh, the one thing I had been doing up until like this week, cause I think it stopped music, stopped popping up, but I would go into, uh, I'd go into the regular store or whatever. Not, there are spirits that pop up on that regular board, but I was making sure I was buying all of the, the music. So I think all I have kind of, I, I was buying a few spirits that were hard to get. Um, but you run through your money really quick that you earn just on the, on the online games and all that kind of stuff. The regular mm. in-game currency that you get, you like a legend class spirit on that store costs like 15,000 of your in-game currency. So it, it, you can burn through it pretty quick when the music is just like 300, but that, that's what I had been spending my, the, the spirit board I had been going to, I hadn't been going into the spirits thing to, to do too, too often, but uh, maybe I'll pop in if they're, that's the thing. I don't know how like rare these are. I don't know if they're available in, in uh in world of light or not, I kind of burned out on it. I'm like in the back, back half of it, but I've kind of slowed up. I haven't played it in a while. I see. But I know you haven't even touched it at all. Nope. Still haven't. Still haven't at all. <laughs> at all. And I know it's really, it's, it's, it's a, it's a slug through there. It's just like, it's a long, long time. Friendly reminder to redeem your piranha plant. By registering your physical game and checking your email, could be in your junk or promotional folder. Uh, digital, if you got it digitally, you should already be registered and good to go. Um, yeah, and I, I know we had kind of kicked around the idea that maybe they were going to drop Piranha Plant earlier before that like deadline date, but the little thing that Nintendo put out in in the in-game announcements said scheduled for a February release. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be right around when the, uh, the Amiibo drops in like, was that a month, four weeks, I think. But yeah. The 15th. It's about yeah. a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, there's, uh, there's, there's basically the news, nothing real major, a couple, a uh, couple different talking points we can jump right into here. Uh, here, this is from uh, Vagrant from the uh, from the chat. It says, "How does one go about picking a secondary? I know using my main is important, but the grind can be real sometimes. How do I go about choosing a secondary that would be a good time investment um, for when you just want to switch it up?" My best advice is just find someone you're going to have fun with. You know, I I chose Mega Man because I just. I, I don't know if I did the random thing and then he was one of the characters that I ended up playing as. And I was like, you know, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to check this out, you know, uh, or check him out. And I kind of liked it. It's just a, it's really a different, different play style. You play much more, you know, a lot more spacing and that kind of stuff. But I think that's key. What you just said right there. It's different. Um, when like, you don't want to have, you're not going to have, lucina as your backup if marth is your main like you should be able to play those two interchangeably and they play slightly differently but like you want to have some a character that is just it it hits on the weaknesses of your of your main so if you struggle against certain characters with your main that you that you can recognize that you you know is not a good matchup but maybe you can find a character that you have success against those characters maybe that would be worthy to put some time investment into that character to see if you can develop that into a, into a secondary that you can then 
pull out if you come across somebody that is playing a character that you know you have a weak matchup against. So, and and fundamentally, I think that kind of goes into the fact that Mega Man has projectiles and and longer option, a little bit longer options on attacks than what Josh normally plays with Mario. So he can he can play that spacing game. He can play, um, I mean, juggling those those just back airs and fares that you have to kind of move people off the, off the map. It's uh, it's a little bit different than what you play with Mario. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe don't pick two fire emblem characters. Hey, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> don't go there. One, one, one's damage up close. One's spacing. I, I have it. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. So, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and read this next, the next one or two. I think there's two, but they kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. So I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you read these and then we can, we can tear them apart. All right. Uh, this uh, was from Discord, uh, from Leaf the Econ Last. Is that or am I saying that right? Econ Last, I think. Um, yeah. So this is pretty much wanting to talk about amiibos. So uh, like amiibos to come up as a topic in the cast, if possible. There's only uh, one real purpose for Spirit Board outside of those uh, friendly Spirit matches, uh, but I think they can somehow, uh, or they can sometimes make things. Uh, make interesting sparring partners as alternatives to the basic CPU. Uh, help th- switch things up. And uh, let's see. Let's just continue. No, uh, the, the next okay, question's there, but we can kind of just read them. Um, okay. I, I think what happened is I think that the basically a conversation took place is, mm-hmm. is, is what went down. So um, I, I th- I'm not sure if there's uh you know, much of a, of a question here is more of just a, a, a statement, but I don't, I haven't even messed with Amiibo that much. Are they, are they similar to how they were in four where you just kind of level them up and they could fight each other and things like that? Well, so I, I know in four, like the ones that I have open sitting here on my desk, I know I, I just pretty much put into a 99 stock match eight man smash and just let them all fight each other to level them up i didn't i didn't put the work in to fight my amiibo i just kind of let them level up to i think it's 50 or 100 i don't don't remember what the top level is that they could get up to um but i kind of just did it to do it just because i had them open um but i do know that they they could learn from you uh i don't know what the the range of their abilities were um, but it sounds like in this discussion that took place on Discord that we kind of have here in front of us, um, it sounds like they have more styles that they can learn. They can be aggressive. They can edge guard more. They can, and it sounds like from the this conversation that took place that they can you can kind of lock them into something if you come across a style that you want them to play. So it, it looks like you can kind of make this a sparring partner that you you can have specialty specialize in something that you want to that you want to improve on. So like what we talk about all the time is, is find somebody that you feel like you can, you can have a conversation with and can point out your flaws and all that kind of stuff and make them your sparring partner. Um, but if I know, I know that the AI in this game is a lot better than it was in previous games, but um it looks like this could be a viable option if you don't have great internet or you're off, like if you're offline or traveling or something like that, you could use this as a, as an option. Um, but I still think nothing really takes the place of, of having that observation from another human that you can have back and forth with, and you can maybe have more options to have them specifically do something that you really want to improve on. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. So, I mean, it seems like what I was most surprised by is the, um, the amount of uh, like communities outside of the competitive scene that were doing things with Amiibo, you know, and they do, they do exist. I don't have any links for you guys directly, but I'm sure a quick Google search, you could find, you could find smash Amiibo communities pretty easily. And uh, uh, there's a chance there's still quite a bit of fun to be had, um, on that side I think I I think I had heard back back in the day with Smash Four. I think I had heard of something like deathmatch amiibo battles, where they would 
you were, I think it was at comic cons or something like that, where you would check in, you would train your amiibo and then you'd have to check in and give it to them. And it was pretty much a battle Royale death, death mat. They would destroy your amiibo. Oh yeah. Lost. Yeah. I saw one at screw attack with the kid had a custom amiibo that looked like a minion and it lost and they, they took a flamethrower to it or something like they burned the thing up and he was crying and his dad was trying to console him and oh man. Yeah. So pretty, pretty brutal stuff, but, uh, um, you know, entertaining for the crowd. I'm sure. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this last one. I, I, I did put a little bit of time into this, so we're going to, we're going to dive into this last part here with the uh, kind of our week in smash and kind of some, some tips and stuff. So here we go. All right. Well, one of the things I feel like we say all the time is if you learn to read your opponent, you're going to do better at this game. But I feel like just saying that, I don't know that it necessarily, that doesn't necessarily help. Right. So I thought I would kind of break down what that meant, at least to me. And I'm hoping this will kind of get a conversation going and maybe we can we can um, flesh this thing out a little bit more. If you want to check out the video I did for this and the uh, uh, the article I have written up, you can go to n64josh.com slash five ways. That's just the number five W A Y Z. And uh, that has basically this write up that we're going to go over here. But but I want to talk about five ways to read your opponent. OK, and so. The first one that I put down here is to really pay attention to how they get up after they are knocked down on the stage. I'm talking just on the stage. You, you know, hit them, hit them with the, what the third, the third hit of your, your jab combo. And they just go flying back. They don't hit any of their buttons. They just, they just hit the stage and then they have to stand back up. Okay. And when I started really paying attention to this, it, it kind of clicked with me when crawler and I were, were, were fighting one night and I noticed that he had it. It was, it was, and it was after we had, uh, um, Mikey on the call and he was talking about, um, watching people roll. Right. And so I started watching crawler closely and I noticed he would roll almost the same direction pretty consistently. And so it got to the point he would just roll right into my grab. And he, he goes, Oh boy, you're reading that. And I was like, you got to stop doing that. Like almost the exact same time, you know, like we both were kind of catching on and, but if you, if you kind of watch, so we're breaking these things down into different categories that like my, my hope is if you focus on when they get knocked down, you may spend a few games doing that. And then that's going to become second nature to you. And then you'll get to the second thing that you can look for. And to where eventually you're looking for all five of these things all the time. Now, some of this stuff comes naturally. Some of the stuff you do automatically, you don't even realize you're doing it. Okay. And you're going to see as we get to some of this stuff. But so if they're rolling forward or back, you want to figure out what's the best way to punish that habit, right? So if, if they're rolling towards you, when, when crawler rolled, rolled towards me, I grabbed him, I threw him up. I gave him a, a couple up airs and probably an up B, right? Like it was, it was a pretty good punish. And so, you know, or maybe it's a smash attack, that kind of stuff. But you want to you want to watch how they're getting up. That's so when somebody's saying, how do you read your opponent? That's one of the ways. How do they get up? You know, anything you want to add to that or, or piggyback on that? Uh, I'm going to say for all of these points that we're talking about, they can you can use it in the exact opposite way as well. It's you should be doing when we say vary your play. These are the exact things that you should vary and not do the same same thing all the time because then your opponent can read you. Um, so take the counterpoints of all these things that we're talking about reading your opponent and make sure you're not just doing it over and over and over again the same way like like what your opponent could be doing. So first one, watching how they get up after they've been knocked down. The second one, how do they recover while they're on the ledge? Okay, so I'm talking your opponent is hanging there on the ledge and there's really like, is it four or five ways they can get up? They can they could roll back there, onto the stage. Yeah, there's there's four, but then there are subsets within those four that you can kind of mix it up a little bit as well. Correct. Yeah. So they may roll. 
They may do a normal get up and then try to shield, which is what I do. That gets punished a lot that I have to try to. Um, that's a habit I need to break. Um, Attack, get up and jump, get up. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're if if you are I was watching and, and some of this came from watching I saw smash video where he was doing uh, he was positioned himself out of the range of getting hit by the attack. But if they rolled, his up B was going to hit no matter what, right? So so you're going to have to know with your character, if a, if your opponent is rolling on the stage regularly and you're picking up on this, what's the best way to punish it? Is it an up B? Is it a smash attack? Is it a grab? If they are, if they are using the, uh, you know, just the normal get up, you, there's enough lag in that that you can hit them before they can pop their shield. Because I know, I know firsthand, because it happens to me. Okay, and, and it also and it also depends on how long they chose to hang on the ledge too. Because if they choose to hang too long and let their invincibility frames lapse, then they're vulnerable for you to attack them even while they're hanging on the ledge and their get up animation as well. Right. Right. So if they are using attack recovery often, all you need to do is shield. And now, you know, you could grab out a shield. You could be out of shield. There's 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 ways to punish. If your opponent uses the jump to recover, you may be able to punish with a nair, a fair or an up air. Depends on who you're playing as and what they're, you know, what their what their moveset is. If you're playing as as like Richter or. Uh, Simon, I believe it's just an up tilt and, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to take them right out of the air that way. So and if they burn, if they burn more jumps than they need to, then you can just position yourself immediately underneath them and punish with an up smash or anything else. Correct. Yeah. So those are going to be, you, you just want to make sure that you, uh, are positioning yourself in a safe way when you're on the ledge so that they attack, you're able to shield if they roll, you're able to attack immediately and not have them get behind you, right? So really pay attention that to, to how they recover while on the ledge. Okay, the next step, how do they recover off stage? This is where it, this is where I'm like, like, like a shark that sees its prey. As soon as I see, uh, as soon as I see a second uh, jump, a second jump. It's 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 game over. Right. Uh, I do want to point out before we get into that uh, euphoric wheel, euphoric weasel said they can also drop down and jump up uh, with a low aerial from the ledge. And that's absolutely true. Antoine, uh, that other Mario main, what he likes to do is drop down, throw the cape, jump back up and have a back air ready for the opponent. That's uh, that's up there. So that's another option of 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 getting back on stage. So. So keep that in mind, but back to watching how your opponent, uh, how they recover off stage. If they double jump and they recover high, you can punish with a spike or any aerial, uh, followed by projectiles to, to gimp them even further. Right. That's, and if they're, if the, the so you have that option to, to meet them off the stage, hit them with that spike. It's not always going to be safe. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so what happens like after punishing a high recovery, you can usually, this is what happens with me. I spike somebody. I hit them off stage again, right? For their next stock. Now I'm getting an air dodge when I get near them. So I will fake the, the forwarder. I won't do it. I'll jump towards them, but then I'll, I'll, I'll jump back. Now I'm getting a grab and throwing them back off stage again. Right. So I'm, I'm, I've basically used that spike to now get into their head. There's a few other things that does too. I've watched people try to counter. I've watched people try to, and they'll end up doing miss inputs and not able to get back on the stage because they're like, they know that this, this spike is coming. One of the things that you can do is like for Mario, for instance, if, if uh, I fake, like I'm going to go for that spike and they throw an up B I can, I can double jump away from them and then possibly still get the spike because if I've gone out far enough, they've whiffed their move. 
n- now in their lag, I can still get that spike or punish when they hit the ground. Right. So it's, it's really just trying to keep yourself in the, uh, um, in the advantage the, uh, the whole time. What yeah, I mean, and well, the other thing with that as well is you might, you might cause them to avoid going high. And then that's where you switch gears and you go maybe low down to meet them and you cape them the other way. And then they can't get back. Right. As well. Yeah. So you've got a couple options there too. Like I was, one of the things that was just really fun is today. I just kind of watched some, some gameplay and I was like watching against, okay, what could I like asking myself, how could I react to what I was seeing on screen? And I was watching a, a, a King K rule do his crazy recovery. Right. And I'm now I'm wondering, like we need to jump into a, like a, a training session together. And I want to have you do his, uh, is it his up B that brings a little propeller out? Mm-hmm. And I want to see, cause I know that you can do, you can take damage from that thing if it hits you on yeah. top, but I'm curious if I were to drop down and back air somewhat low, if I could slam him right into the side of the stage and, uh, you know, basically go for the, go for the spike like that. You know what I was watching, I was watching, uh, Isaw with his, with his link drop, drop bombs down on top of him. And that was, that was fairly effective also, you know, so that's what kind of just got me like, I'm just watching going, Oh, I could try this. Oh, I could try that. You know what I mean? Like, which, uh, which is what it's, what got me thinking about all this stuff to put, uh, to put this stuff together. So you can recover low. Um, if you get your timing, right, you don't have to jump off the stage at all. You can hit them with an F smash, um, right. As they either get to the stage or right before they grab the stage. And if they are recovering low, you might need to angle that F smash down. If you're playing a character that your F smash can't be angled. Mario, for instance, can angle his F smash up or down. Um, so something to keep in mind. I don't know what, like, do you find yourself looking for the patterns when people are like, do you, do you find yourself looking for, I mean, cause playing with Roy now, you, you've got mm-hmm. that ability to uh, really gimp with the, uh, um, with the, is it the with fair? The fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair. And I mean, he does have a spike. It's, it's a smaller hitbox that I haven't quite been able to, to fully figure out yet for the, for the down air to, to spike. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing I look for if I can get somebody off stage is uh, is if they burn through at least one of those jumps. Especially like I just played against a Ganondorf, and it was it was easy to see once they burn through their their two jumps. Especially if you know what their up B move potentially is to to snap to the ledge. If you can get them just far enough out, or sometimes even if you fall down low enough to meet them, you can hit them to the blast zone. So it's it's knowing. And and a lot of that comes with also knowing your um, your ability to uh, get back to the stage. So you got to make sure you can safely get back. Um, you don't always want to necessarily go out and and commit that suicide stock, but uh, there are times that it can it can be advantageous i guess if you are ready to reset it back or if you really want to guarantee that they're they're at a low stock and you're at a high or they're at a low percent and you're at a high percent and you can guarantee that they're gonna go down with the ship if you go out there and get them then you can reset and play from play from uh one stock each or something like that then that's where you want to read that and do that next thing i want you guys to look for is patterns in your opponent's attacks and then exploit them Okay. So the more, and this kind of gets into what, what crawler was just talking about too. The more you play the game and the more you play as other characters, you're going to learn how they approach and then how to counter it. Right. So like this is, I mean, this is something that's, that's literally going to come in, in time and by playing the character. And you're going to kind of know, like the first time I played Mew, Everybody in my chat was like, fair, 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 you know, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty effective, right? Uh, Mega Man has a very effective fair, you know, plus his spacing. So how are you going to get how you're, you you've got to figure out with your character how you're going to, uh, you know, close those gaps, shrink that space and and, and be able to uh, get your opponent to 
to uh, whiff attacks. The one of the one of the things that I think about when I talk about this is watching uh, Jigglypuff players. It seems like they are just out of reach always for my back air, my nair, and then I end up missing and get and get punished for it. And so it's one of those things that like you almost have to like bait them into a mistake or delay an attack so that you you actually hit further than you actually than you than you normally would. You know, if that makes sense. Like if you were throwing your back air right as your short hop, but maybe you do more of a flip and then throw it so that you're a little further a little further into it, you might actually land that to land that attack. So it's it's something to keep in mind because um you you know, certain players are going to move differently. And, and so you want to learn some of those, learn some of the, the, the bread and butter, right. And then learn how to counter it. Yep. And I mean, you want to, it comes with learning as well. Like we're talking about reading your opponent on their recovery as well. But if you're also working on the recovery, know, know what the options are for the character you're coming back to the stage against. So know that Mario has a Cape and a spike know that uh, K rule can down air and back air and spike and, and kind of be, be aware of those options and try to recover in a way that doesn't put you out of vulnerability. Or if you know, kind of the frame window that they have to necessarily land that if you have an attack up B that you can engage it first, because a, a lot of these, there are, there are priorities that you have to worry about, but, a, a, a good chunk of this can be avoided if you know your timing windows. So if you can hit it before they have a chance to react or that their, their frames come into, into play and you and your frames would, would be able to damage them if with it, like an upbeat attack, then, then do that. If you hopefully can still snap to that ledge. So it's, it's about kind of understanding those situations that you're in and reacting. Yeah. And so, and then, so back to just watching for patterns in the way they attack and everything, you might find that some people rely too heavily on one move and they have nothing to fall back on. Once you've exploited that move, like there may, they, they may have found the easy button with their character that has allowed them to win many, many matches. But if you're patient and you watch and you see that this is literally all they have now, now you can exploit that, you know? So, you know, you've got like, you've got King K rule using a super armor, right? You've got, uh, or if uh, your villager take his crown away and then <laughs> not, not much happens there. Right. Right. The, uh, you know, I've been seeing that Rob has kind of been getting a lot of uh, attention this last week with some crazy combos and things like that, but his full hop Nair is kind of the, the move that he wants to land. That's that's one of his his his, all of his aerials, I think, have multiple hits. Yeah. So and the combo game with the with the gyro is pretty insane. So you've got to be able to figure out like, okay, just watch for those. That's going to come in time, right? As you as you see these characters, as you as you as you pick up on it, you go, oh, Rob is doing this continually. I just need to avoid that and then punish, you know, punish as I'm as I'm able to. Um one of the things that you, that is this, this is like the easiest thing when it comes to reading your, your opponents, uh, you know, just their attacks and things like that. If they miss input or for some reason, just throw a random up B, you have got to pounce on that every single time. Like if you watch the people you play online and you throw an up B, how many times is there a full sprint to where you are so that they can make sure to deal some damage to you? And you've got to be in the same mindset. If somebody misses an up B that, that is, that is free percent that you are missing out on. If you, uh, um, if you don't take advantage of that, so run sprint, do whatever you can to make sure that you can inflict some damage. If somebody misses an up B and the same can be true. If they, if they throw an air dodge at a bad time, that's another thing. Those are, those are like the easy things to start looking for the up B's and the air dodges that, that you can then punish. Especially if those up B's, if they burn their jumps before they used it, try to catch them before they touch back down. So the, the, all their only, their only recovery option after that would be the reset up B. 
Yeah. So get get them off stage as soon as you can and try to do it with with a an aerial and a neutral or forward air or back air, whatever works best depending on, on your positioning. But get them off that stage so that they have to either try to catch that ledge or or they have to reburn their their up B. If you notice an opponent that is constantly looking for a grab, use your spot dodge. Roll even roll behind them. You know, I, I think of some of the characters that I've extra, like for some reason, I don't know why this, this happens, but it's happened a few different times when I've played a Samus and a dark Samus. And if I'm in the middle of the stage and, and I think the opponent, the opponent is going to be coming at me and I throw my grab, but I miss almost immediately. I watch that other character go for a grab themselves. And I have been able to roll behind and then th- their animation for that long, that long grab has so many frames that they are now getting, they're getting some serious punishment for that. Right. And so, you know, if you're, if you're picking up on the fact that they really need to get those grabs, maybe you're playing, you know, playing a Mario or something that needs to get those grabs to get those combos started. Well, spot dodge and then do whatever you can. You may, you may just have to, you may just have to get them away. You may not be able to like really punish right after that spot dodge, but at least get some jabs out, reset neutral, whatever the case is, get some damage done. And then, uh, and then, and then get back into it, you know? So something to think about there. Just, just be watching for your, your opponent's tendencies. And as soon as you pick up on those, it's going to, you're going to have the advantage but the big thing is too is that you don't give your opponent those same uh you don't show your tendencies that you're always mixing it up. So, last thing here in this in this section here, the last thing to do is watch your watch how your opponent reacts to you and your moves and bait them into your traps. Okay, so how do they react to your projectiles? If if they jump towards you how can you punish that okay so how do they how do they react to your projectiles now as mario main i can i can full hop and uh uh full hop and drop fireballs and a lot of times they're going to uh they're going to throw shield and then i can i can uh get a grab a lot of times i'll follow that follow that thing right in and uh um be 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 good to go with the with a grab there so i'm looking at twitch looks like it just died but i think i think if everybody just refreshes they'll be fine um so you know how do they react to your projectiles do you you know if you see them like i said if you see them shielding you can get in for that grab and then the the biggest thing is like you know how are they reacting to you poking at their shields with back airs? What are they, how are they, how are they um, trying to attack you back? Right. Are you, are you seeing them constantly shielding when you throw back airs? Because now you could just, you know, for me, I could just backflip in and get a grab immediately because I've already trained them to shield those back airs that I've been poking, uh, poking at them with. Now I don't, uh, I don't recommend like make sure, you know, one of the techniques that we talk about that we have talked about is the cross up where like you actually throw your move so deep that you end up behind them. That way you can get a grab or whatever. And they're left having to turn around to be able to attack you. Right. So you want, you want to be careful. Like if you are seeing them shield a lot of stuff that you're not putting yourself in a position that can easily get grabbed or punished because you've been attacking the shield. You know, you've got to find safe ways to poke at that shield. Um, and so the, the last little thing here is just play cat and mouse with your opponent until you see an opening, right? Mix up your attacks and movements so they don't begin to read you. You know, how are you recovering? How, like great crawler said at the beginning of this thing, as you, as you think about all these things that your opponent's doing and what you're wanting them to do, are you doing that same stuff or are you mixing it up? And you can look through this list and say, am I doing this? Am I returning to stage high every time? Am I getting back on the stage normal every time? Just regular recovery. Or am I rolling too much? Am I, am I shielding too much and then getting grabbed too often? Like these are all things that you can then look at yourself during the game. Like the point of all of this is to look at it while it's happening 
in the game. And I know for some of you right now that you're thinking, this is not how, how is it possible? The more you play, the more this becomes possible because, you know, six months ago, heck two months ago, I was like, how is this possible? How is this, how is this possible? The stuff that, that peon went over with me, you know, I was like, I'm not there. I'm just not there. So stick with the game, play it regularly. And a lot of this stuff will start to come to you over time. And you'll be like, I mean, I kid you not the day that, that crawler and I were, were fighting. And I was like, I was catching that he was rolling so much. It was like, I felt like a revelation had taken place. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Because here's what happens. A lot of times if I land my, my jab and I bet you crawler, you can tell me if, uh, if you know, if you've picked up on this also, if I land all three jab hits, a lot of times I've stopped doing as much now, but I used to immediately uh, dash attack. And as the person would hit the ground, they would roll behind me and then I would get punished for that. Or we would just reset neutral. Do you, do yeah. you recall? Does that sound, uh, does that sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, especially when I, that was more when I was playing Corrin too, I could definitely space you out. And then I was almost probably every time, probably pinning you at that point too. Yeah. 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 And so, because it in four, what would happen is that dash attack would lead to another hit sometimes. And in this one, it can too, if you do it fast enough, but if you're too far away and they can roll, now you put yourself in a, in a bad situation. So I'm like, well, I'm just like going a dash attack. All of a sudden they're rolling right to me. And I'm like, Oh, well look at this now. And it's not only crawler. I've seen do this. I've seen other people do. I've, I, as I played some people online today, I watched that very thing happen. And so, um, you know, just be, be on the lookout for, for tendencies that your, uh, that your opponent, your opponent does. And I mean, I, I will almost say probably most of you are probably doing almost half of this stuff and a lot of it, like you don't even realize you're doing it, but I find myself, I sometimes just get in tunnel vision and I'm either paying attention to them, but I'm also not, I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable looking at them like we've we've talked about that in the past where you get to the point where you're not watching yourself and you're reacting to your opponent but also i'm not actively analyzing it like i should even if i see it i maybe react to it but i'm not i'm not tying all the pieces together where as if i can kind of i need to that's one thing i want to start working on myself is is stepping back from it going down this checklist and and kind of seeing the patterns that I'm, I'm noticing because I do react to what they're doing, but I need to take mental notes down. Like I might be able to, to react to what they're doing, but I wouldn't be able to spit it back out to you what they did like three getups ago. I wouldn't be able to kind of pick out those patterns as much, but I am very reactionary to it. So that's, that's kind of something on my, on my goal list that I want to, kind of pull myself out of that tunnel vision and start just analyzing more and being actively aware of the, the, the current match that I'm in. Yeah. It's for me, it's a mix of, of trying to incorporate the new things I've learned as far as like, you know, I'm learning to utilize Mario's down air much more than I had in the past. I went and watched videos today, the video footage I used for the video that I made for this very topic I was like, I didn't throw a single down air that entire match where it's one of my most effective tools now because it, it combos into so many, it can, it can start so many other things. I wasn't using it. I wasn't using it. And so for me, it's a combination of like making sure that I'm, I'm sticking to my game plan as far as what attacks I'm going to be using and not just going back and forth into my, like going back into my old habits, but then two, watching my opponent and, and, Um, and I'll take it even a step further from what you're saying, instead of reacting, anticipating, right? Because once you're anticipating there, there's nothing they can do. As soon as you're anticipating what their moves are, it's, you know, it's going to be game over for them. And that's the point. That's where we want to be. We want to be there. And, And a lot of it is, is reacting to then force the anticipation so like if you take away so many options by keeping them up in the air and not letting them get back on stage they only have like two options at that point try to work their way all the way kind of be off stage and up b to snap to ledge or 
air dodge at the exact perfect moment to not get hit by you. But then even that you can react to. So it's it's limiting their options so that you can then anticipate what is left. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, let's put a bow on this thing, man. Where uh, uh, Leo just said and staying in the driver's seat as opposed to playing on auto. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where uh, where can we find you, my guy? Uh, you guys can find me hanging out in Josh's discord and six four Josh dot com slash discord. We'll get you the invite um, and kind of stay tuned there because I'm sure here once we're once we're uh, out on the road at Genesis, um, discord will be a good spot to get information, but also uh, Twitter for me. Uh, so Nightcrawler724, Nightcrawler without the E. And then also uh, my Twitch channel. Um, I do have stream, like I said, Streamlabs on my phone. So we'll try to get some uh, some live play footage up there uh, during Genesis if, if it's allowed and we're allowed to. And I have Josh that's not playing a game that he can be behind me taking taking films. So we'll do that. So, yeah, you guys can follow me at twitch.tv slash Nightcrawler724. Nightcrawler with happy. Right on, guys. Hey, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Twitch, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, all the places. It's at N64Josh. I am going to try to get out more videos on YouTube for uh, for Smash, you know, as as ideas come my way and whatever. So, um, you know, stay tuned to that. I do got to say, Ted, thank you so much for the 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 three thousand bits, bro. Thank you. Uh, you're currently the bit boss. Your princess is in your castle. Oh, Leo's asking. Meet up for Genesis. Yes. We have to, there will be details next week. We will have that all figured out and tell you guys where and when it's all going to be happening. So make sure to, uh, to stay tuned for that. We'll get info in the discord as well. Uh, guys, show notes for this episode n64josh.com slash SBC, uh, 49. And remember to check out my book, Another Castle, n64josh.com slash another castle is available in audio form and ebook form. And, uh, that's going to do it. We're going to see you guys in the next episode later.